Hello, this is John Deeks and welcome along to the Your Life Choices podcast. Now, have you lost your exercise mojo and you feel too old or too busy to do anything about it? Has exercise become a chore rather than something you did for joy? Or perhaps you just don't exercise at all? Well, it doesn't have to be that way. As my dear old mum used to say, move it or lose it. And we're never too old to feel better about ourselves. And a new book just released aims to show you how, with a 10-step process, you can get moving, change behaviours and reap the benefits. It's entitled Rediscover Your Athlete Within... And it's designed to help you get off the couch and embrace a more active life. And in a gentle, realistic and practical manner, we're going to now talk to the author in Tasmania, Dr. Brett Lilly. Welcome to you, sir. Thank you very much and God bless your mother, your dear old mother. Well, like I say, um, move it or lose it is true and I'll, I'll tell you now, I've just got off my bike having gone for a 5k ride and I'm approaching 73 and I'm not there for a race but I enjoyed it because I like to keep on moving. First of all, you relocated from Sydney to the beautiful Apple Isle in Tasmania, mm. you and your wife, Lisa. Why did you leave Sydney to go down to gorgeous Tassie? Well, I used to run a chiropractic practice in the heart of Sydney. And with COVID, city of Sydney literally became a ghost town and it didn't seem to be going away very quickly. So we moved our practice to Chatswood and really didn't find the, the passion in Chatswood and we started getting itchy feet and we ended up in Hobart, beautiful Hobart. It's, it's a great city. I, I like to go there quite often. Now, your background as a, uh, as a physio and obviously more as you, you have a doctorate, what is that doctorate in? I have a master's in chiropractic. I've studied um, in Europe, Prague in America. I've got a pediatric postgrads. I've got postgrad in musculoskeletal medicine that I went on to a venture of chronic pain, which was um, partly my own fault, having a motorbike accident many years ago, and have got into the world of dentistry, sleep medicine, breathing, and eventually chronic pain was a big driver of a lot of that. So a very background. Yeah, well, now we've established your bona fides, uh, good <laughs> Dr. Brett. Um, that is fantastic. There's a lot of things I want to cover, but um, you've just piqued my interest in chronic pain. Tell me more, because obviously our Your Life Choices audience, 60 plus, there are a lot of folks who are listening who, who do have pain. Pain is an area which is a lot of research is changing and, and teaching us a lot more about it. But in a very simplified way, there's two kinds of pain. There's the pain that we most associate with, which is acute pain. We fall over and sprain our ankle or land on our elbow and our elbow hurts. But there's also something which is called chronic pain, which when pain persists, it starts to become more of a brain phenomena. So it's more of our brain that is driving the pain concept. And that's where you start talking about referred pain, which a lot of us have heard about. But now you're starting to talk not so much treating a soft tissue injury per se, but now you're starting to work with the brain and how our program and how we perceive the world and perceive this thing we call pain. So it becomes more of a brain phenomena. We have really changed our attitude and I guess also in the medical world in the last decade, uh, as opposed to medicate um, pain away, uh, as opposed to looking at alternatives. Alternatives, physical movement is a big part of that. Exercising is a big effect on you know how we perceive pain. But there's also a lot more understanding now also on the emotional drivers of that as well. So when you move more, you're a happier person. You are more you know feeling alive, and that also has an emotional effect. 
which changes our perception of pain as well. 60 years ago, my mother took me to an osteopath and 60 years ago, osteopaths were closely uh, related to witches and um, uh, people of the occult, uh, as, as were many other treatments back in those days. It's changed dramatically, of course. What are some of the latest research that you've seen, Dr. Brett Lilly, that uh, can assist those with chronic, in inverted commas, chronic pain? Professor Heidi Havoc in New Zealand is one of the leaders in looking at how we map. You know, when we see something around us, we start to map and and keep a location of where they occur and how we perceive them, how we feel about that as well. So we map that. When we start to get a glitch in that system, kind of like you're playing a CD, playing a soundtrack, and you get a little glitch in it, and it kind of skips every time, mm. it's these glitches which start to build the perception of chronic pain. So our, our map starts to get a little bit of a blur on it or a bit of a mark on it, and that's where it starts to pop up again. So when we relive events or start to go into the same room again, or a same movement, it's those glitches that tend to pop up as an idea of chronic pain. Are, are medicos more likely to offer alternatives as opposed to drugs or opioids or whatever to, to dull the pain? Are they now more keen to look at alternatives? It's a big question. I mean, your first part there is, is in a medical training, you know, in a medical degree, how many lectures do they actually get on chronic pain? It is a big topic, but it's not a big topic. So a lot of pain is given as a medication. But opioid, which is a um, can be a wonderful drug, is also a difficult drug to use in Australia because of its risks of um, addiction as well. So there is a pharmaceutical approach, but I think the audience is widening in the medical world of seeing that there are many other possibilities, and there's a lot of people approaching it more as a team approach, rather rather than just one practitioner trying to take care of this one person. You know, it's starting to see the bigger picture that there is. You know, it requires a team. A, someone from a mental point of view, someone from a physical point of view as well as a lifestyle point of view. Brett, uh, we're going to converse, you and I, in the future because there's so many places I want to go and we haven't even started to talk about your book, <laughs> which is uh, the purpose of my call. But you led me down uh, many paths which are very interesting to our audience. Rediscover Your Athlete Within, a 10-step practical process to get you moving and keep you moving for the rest of your life. Okay, so we're talking to our Your Life Choices audience here. Mm. What happens if you didn't have an athlete within you? Well, we all have an athlete within us. We all start off as kids running around, playing chasings. We, we go to the park, yeah. and we're on swings, monkey bars. So we all have an athlete within inside of us. It's just a matter of how how we need to kind of dig down into that little closet and find out what part of that athlete is there, just, who we are as an athlete. I've just had this terrible memory of going down some of the rusted uh, death trap of slides <laughs> back in the 50s um, and some of the, some of the monkey bars and things. I don't know how we all survived. Talk about chronic pain. Um, so what are some of the, the steps that we can offer our audience here about getting back to moving it, getting back to uh, enjoying their, their lives better by having some exercise? Well, the first step in that 10-step process is actually rediscovering. So that's in many ways sometimes my favorite step because that's really finding out you know, what someone's story is. We all have this mask on outside of, you know, we're living life, we're racing through life, we're, we're trying to keep up with everything that we're doing. We live such busy lives. But underneath that is a, is a story, that childhood story of really what makes you tick. So that rediscovering step kind of goes back into those magic moments 
what made the magic moments for you and, and using those clues to really understand who you are as an athlete. And so really in rediscovering, we're kind of starting to really set up to find out, you know, what's the best version of you? So it's really not so much looking, you know, the research is a guideline to what we should be doing, how much we should exercise, how often we should go to the gym or whatever it is. But rediscovering is really finding out what your version of an athlete is. It could be horse riding, it could be hiking, it could be in the garden. It doesn't have to be the stereotypical I'm going to the gym concept of what an athlete is. So it's a very personal and individual approach. I like the quote in uh, the front page, well, one of the front pages of your book is, if we were meant to stay in one place, we would have roots instead of feet. Absolutely. And um, that, that, is, that is very accurate. Well, okay, so if I've been sitting in the couch or sitting in my chair for uh, quite a, say, you know, five or ten years and just go down to the, the shops or go and get the paper, they always say one of the greatest exercises is get a dog because uh, that'll make you get up and go for a walk. But what are some of the practical tips that, that you can offer, Brett? A lot of it really starts in um, finding your why. Why do you want to do these things? And, you know, that's diving into the past and, and what you've done in the, in the previous, which is what rediscovering is. But it's also finding, you know, where you are now. What's your reality? Where are you at from a condition point of view as well? And and also, what are the, some of the things you really like? So as athlete within, what we're really looking for first is where the feelings are. What do you really enjoy doing? Rather than pushing someone into, you should go do this, you should do that. So buying a dog is a great example because we fall in love with the dog and it's, it's natural just to start walking out the door. Mm. I like uh, one of your chapters, you don't have to act your age. Expand on that. <laughs> uh, look, as we get older, we have all these rules that we tend to pick up as we, you know, in our early years, in our AM years of the life. And, mm. and it's as we get older, we start to realize we don't need so many rules. And, you know, especially when you have kids, you mentioned you have three children. You know, they really teach you that life doesn't need so many rules. You don't need so much control over everything. So, be a little bit freer, enjoy a little bit of life, go, go skipping down the street with your dog. <laughs> a, a lot of your book is really mental too, and I guess any exercise or any athlete, um, so much of it is mental attitude, that's for sure. But, of course, as we all would always say, before you do any exercise, check with your local GP or your medical professional to make sure that uh, you're not going to hurt yourself and that uh, you are in a place where you can uh, start doing some exercise or, or pushing yourself. Um, would you agree with that? Beginning with what's realistic is a big part of that process and, and then building that incrementally. I mean, some people want to start doing a marathon within two or three months and it's, it's really not like that. It's more about finding you're developing more of an active way or an active approach to living life. I've got a mate of mine who uh, he runs many marathons and then suddenly he'll go and uh, eat donuts and blows up and says, oh, I've got to lose weight. And, and it's a sort of a seesaw, like you see people try to lose weight and uh, they do and then they suddenly come back uh, to, to not doing it. Consistency is such an important part of anything when it comes to healthy eating or exercise. Well, even the research shows from a, a dieting point of view, I mean, that's a classic roller coaster ride like your friend. On and off, we, we pick a diet, we start to try something if we want to lose weight. But a lot of us fall into that instant gratification. You know, we, we've been doing this for a week, I, I step onto the scales and, and nothing's changed. Mm. Whereas when you really start to look at the research, of, particularly with dieting, for example, all diets work as long as you stick to them over the long term, not the short term. So 
the long-term gain is a big part of that. And that's kind of really what your friend's talking about. And, you know, there's a mindset to the long-term and that's kind of really why the book goes into a lot of the emotional and, and you know, your why root side of it because you've got to get the emotional game right first. A friend of mine said, what is the hardest part of exercise? And I said, and it wasn't my original <laughs> quote, the hardest part is getting out of bed and putting your feet on the floor. Once you've done that, you can continue on. And it's it's pretty true, I guess, too. And celebrating your wins. Absolutely. That's a big part of it. That's our final step. You know, we don't celebrate enough these days. I mean, you know, we're almost trying to avoid it. Particularly when we have the, you know, another birthday comes around or another anniversary, even if, you know, if we don't forget it, that's one part of it. The other part is we, we don't tend to stop and really celebrate the true wins. And even with um, being athletic and, and moving, it's often just celebrating even the small wins as well and just acknowledging them to yourself that you're actually getting there. A big part of creating a momentum so that you you stay on the course. So, Brett, let's get some takeouts we can take home and uh, give us a couple of Dr. Brett tips on getting ourselves moving and uh, hopefully not losing it? Some of the tips would be um, one of the concepts we have in the book is slow burn. And that's really finding what your pace of training is, finding your own pace. That's a, a big part of you know discovering what your version actually is as well. So just because you might pick some event doesn't mean you need to do it next week. You can give yourself the time to actually achieve that. But some of the other points we have is, is giving it deliberate focus. I mean, going and walking the same two-kilometer track with your dog is really good in the beginning, but our bodies start to grow accustomed to it. We start to mm. plateau. Mm. So you've got to keep changing, changing it up, keeping it fresh, and you know, build up from small steps. Incrementally is a big part of that as well. I find I enjoy my strength training, and I'm not talking about uh – trying to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but, uh, but, but, but doing strength, especially in my mid-70s now, it's, it's very important. And I find, wow, I can pick up those, gar- those uh, garbage ca- cans and also I can pick up the Safeway shopping bags a lot easier these days. That's it. And that just reinforces the message that you're actually winning and starting to move forward. And building strength is such an important factor you know, in our physique as we start to all get older into our PMUs those golden years that are coming. And some of us are in there right now, my friend. Well, Brett, I really do thank you for your time uh, down there in gorgeous uh, Hobart, uh, your lucky duck. Uh, And obviously you and Lisa are building a beautiful life down there. Tell us again, is the book available now? Can you get it at your local bookstore? Can you get it online? The book has now been available for the last two months and it's just been released on audio. So it is very much available now to go and download or go and buy the paper version. Rediscover Your Athlete Within. It's a, it's a great read and I do recommend it no matter what age you are, no matter what fitness level you're at. Dr. Brett Lilly, thank you so much for your time and, and good luck in the future and we will speak again, sir. Thank you very much, John. Well, I hope you enjoyed our visit with Dr. Brett today. I think it's a, a valuable lesson and, and please do get yourself moving if you're not. And if you are, terrific, because you will certainly feel better and get many benefits out of it. And until next time, this is John Deek saying thank you for joining us for this Your Life Choices podcast. Your Life Choices podcast.